Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Whiskey Sessions Podcast. I am A Metz. I am B Pimp. I hope you are doing well on this fine day that you are listening to this podcast. This fine, <laughs> undetermined day in the future. And I hope that you are able to listen to it on iTunes. And if you are, and if you're on iTunes, uh, go ahead and give us a good review because if you don't do it now, you might not want to do it at the end of the episode. <laughs> and you want to get in on the ground floor. Yes. It's really important that you want to be a part of the movement as it's starting, you know? Right. Otherwise, people will say you're bandwagon whiskey stuff. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be like, we're kind of like um, LeBron James in high school. Right. Like, you, you know this is really good now, and it's only going to get better, and we're going to win some championships. It's and we're, to... we're on ESPN. Yes, of course. Uh, so, you know, uh, go ahead and uh, leave us a review, and yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. What is our whiskey for today? Today we have Woodford Reserve Distiller Select. Oh, where is this from? This is from Kentucky. This is a, um, it's a Louisville area, I don't know exactly which town. But, this is a special version of their bourbon. Not really, it's kind of like a small batch, it's numbered. Mm-hmm. So I got this, they had like a gift set with, that came with glasses, and it was like cheaper than the normal bourbon is. So I was like, okay. Yes, I will take free glasses. Definitely. I love having way more glasses than I could yeah. ever possibly use. Um, <laughs> we but don't yeah, let's... stack so many of our glasses now. <laughs> this one is just from experience, like I've had it before, it is... I, it's one of my favorite bourbons. It's got like a little bit of a, um, it's got more of that warming yeah. to it than a lot of the bourbons. Um, and that is sweet. So No, it's, yeah, that's the first thing I noticed. But <laughs> at least compared to the monkey shoulder, this is not as sweet. Very clearly not as sweet. Yeah. Uh, has more kick to it, mm-hmm. I would say. But definitely that warming feeling. Yeah. It's really good too because you can... Sip on it, you can mix it, you can drink it with ice on the rocks, you can do, it's very, it's very versatile, which, you know, a lot, I mean, depending on your taste, a lot of bourbons or whiskeys are, mm-hmm. but certain ones, like, personally, I'm going to drink Jack Daniels mixed with Coke, I'm going to drink Maker's Mark, Maker's Mark mixed a lot, and it, I mean, you could drink them on their own, but right. I like one that has a lot of versatility to it, so depending on your mood, you can have it however you want. Yeah. It's, uh, no, I enjoy it. And it's, uh, you know, this is the Whiskey Sessions podcast. And so we definitely want to be talking about whiskey. But that one of the things we are really known for is Ruffles. And it's because it's our hit song. We've done a few different versions of it. If you haven't checked out our EP, I mean, check it out. It's the fifth track. You know, we're, we're dedicated to the Ruffles cause. Yep. And I guess it's, you know, it's finally come to the point where it's, something that we're actually known for yeah i had a experience this week at our um, apartment building our neighbors on the top floor who um a nice couple they have a they have a couple smaller kids who are in school mm-hmm. you want your smaller kids to be in you school. do want them to be in school it's ideal yeah um don't let them drop out just yet <laughs> make it past like third grade at least so you can have that geography background that you need mm-hmm. um the u.s history but they, the, so the mom saw me outside and said, hey, you know, uh, my daughter has to do an interview for karate class. So she <laughs> I love that it's for karate class. I know, class. it's great. That was what made it Of course so you have to do an interview for karate yeah. class. So she was like, yeah, she, she has to interview someone who she doesn't know that well, and she wanted to interview you, 
And when she said to me was, I kind of want to talk to that Ruffles guy downstairs. <laughs> Which well, I had discussed with her, with her and her husband that, like, I told them about the song and they uh, listened okay. to it and they liked it. Because I was wondering how she knew you as the Ruffles guy. Yeah. But it's just amazing that her kid, like, she can't be older than, like, nine. Yeah. So she picked that up from them, just mentioning it or something, and <laughs> now identifies me as that, which is the proudest I've ever felt in my yeah. life. It's kind of crazy the things that kids remember. That's that's good that you can be known as the Ruffles guy, because that's the next, like, step in our getting a contract from Frito-Lay. Yeah, which is going to, it's inevitable that it'll happen. It's just, it's going to take a long time, because they're not on the ball, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> They no. should have had us. A, they should have had us just like you know, like we were just talking about the ground floor. Yeah, it's way past that. They should know by now. Yeah. Yeah, we might be on the ground floor as a podcast, but as being Ruffles, Ruffles representatives, Ruffles, Ruffles, <laughs> Ruffles have rippers. Ruffles have rippers. No, as as Ruffles representatives, I think we're at least on the second or third floor. Yeah, we are. We're in the elevator, yeah. slowly ascending the building of. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know when the, the people at Ruffles, like, start to notice, but, uh, we're there. Yeah. And we're there, dude. Yeah. We're there, dude. <laughs> but I was just a great, I, like, I was just laughing. <laughs> like, I wanted to tell her, like, you don't know how happy that makes me. Yeah. That she identifies me as that. But now I'm just curious, like, what are these questions going to be like it's for karate class? Ex- yeah. What? I don't have a karate background. I hope that's not a prerequisite. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't think that you do. Yeah, we uh, we might be about whiskey and we might be about ruffles, but we're not necessarily about karate. We don't have the best martial arts backgrounds. No, I took I did take a I took a karate class probably as a five or six year old for I want to say less than a year, and I'm not sure it was the thing for me. Did you have to interview anyone? I don't remember interviewing anybody at all for karate class, okay. which is. It makes me wonder, like, this next generation, what with their smartphones and their Instagrams. And their interviews. And their interviews for karate <laughs> class. Like, do I don't even know what we're bringing up our kids as anymore. They're going to be all news anchors. Exactly. For the, fake news. Fake news. Yeah. They can't just go kick someone. They have to say, what do you do? And they yeah. kick them. <laughs> the first thing like, she'll say to you is... Hi, I am interviewing this for karate class, and it will be filmed for Infowars.com. <laughs> yep. I'm a, if you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem. That's what I always say. I brought along Alex Jones with me. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> what is he doing here? I thought he was busy ruining business people's angry. lives. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think... What are the important things, what are the important crossovers between ruffles and karate? Well, um, the shape of a ruffle, like the, mm-hmm. the ridges. Right. They're it's... very sharp. And I feel like it mimics, like, it looks like somebody took a plane chip and just, like, karate chopped it a bunch of times. Well, and I, I don't know about you, I'm not sure how you, like, generally like to eat ruffles, but I like to, before I even open the bag, just karate chop the shit out of it. <laughs> To make the chips as small as possible. Okay. Is it yeah. crumbly? Well, because I hate it when a chip is so big I can't even fit like the whole thing in my mouth. Does it? Is it just me or does that also turn you off a little bit from the bag? Because it's like, well, how did this gigantic chip get in here? Like, <laughs> I, yeah. What is their process? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's something wrong. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, karate chopping 
bags of ruffles. That's another thing that we recommend. Plus, you if you eat them off of a board and then you, ch- and then you headbutt the board in half. Mm-hmm. If you could do that, then I mean it's best to do it with a wooden board or some kind of like thin plastic. Mm-hmm. You do it with a metal board. We're you not want, responsible for we're it. We're not responsible. I don't want to know like what kind of what level of karate master you are at, but I think you're asking for it if you're trying to break a metal board in half. Although if you were going to do that as long as long as you're eating ruffles at the same time. Yes. That'll help. I still don't think you're gonna be successful. No. But <laughs> you'll at least have a good time with a little salty snack. But I mean you know, with ruffles, uh, and we performed ruffles live in at two brothers roundhouse in beautiful aurora illinois and we performed live about a year ago and somebody came up to us right after the gig saying hey were you singing about ruffles (laughs) was that song about about ruffles i think my dad would really enjoy this and to be clear the guy that we were speaking to was not young no he's probably in his 40s Right, so you think his dad is like, you know, at least 70. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of what we're doing right here, especially with Ruffles. We are appealing from ages 70-whatever, maybe 80, to a 9-year-old. Right. And that's... The whole gamut. That's the whole gamut. That's... We know if we're going to become popular, we have to have, you know, as large of a target audience as possible... And since... You're going to increase your likelihood of, of success. Exactly. We want to be the next big thing for the kids, but at the same time be, you know, appealing to old people. So when they all get together and talk, they're going to be like, hey, have you heard that new Ruffles? Yes, exactly. And that's how we get the sales. Yep. It's hip to the kids, but the old people are the ones who they're actually buy things. They're not scared of us. Yeah. Even though we're telling people to headbutt metal boards. Right. <laughs> which is a little extreme. Again. We're not telling you <laughs> we're that, not actually, telling you to, to correct. Do that. Although, saying, don't. you want to send us a video of you trying to do that, I'm not going to not watch it. Send it to at Whiskey Sessions on <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Uh, or Twitter. Could you send videos on Twitter? Yeah, I guess yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you can. You can tweet a video, right? This is me being just a little bit too old or disinterested in how this whole social media thing totally I'm not works. a Twitter veteran, so no. we're about to see what happens. But, like, I have an Instagram, and I update it never. Yeah. I don't have a Snapchat. Even my wife has a Snapchat, and I, like, I don't understand it. I have it, and I don't send anything out, but I do, like, I get some funny stuff from people. Okay. I think maybe I should go to Snapchat. I don't know what's going on, though. Is there another thing that's coming up? Uh, Periscope. I don't even know what that I don't know. I think it might be gone. I don't even, yeah. Is Friendster is still a thing, right? MySpace. MySpace, yes. Friendster and MySpace are the two things you can find us at Whiskey Sessions <laughs> at MySpace dot. It's MySpace.com slash Whiskey Sessions. <laughs> yeah. Dot this thing. We've thing. got like a starry night background on our, on our page. Yeah, I'm not positive, but I think we could just purchase MySpace. Yeah. And, and just make then, it, we rebrand it for right. Whiskey Sessions. It'll just be a link forwarding to our album. <laughs> <laughs> That's what MySpace.com is We're going to rename it Whiskey Space. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we have, you know, we usually perform when we have performed Ruffles. It's always been in Chicago yeah. proper. I mean, that's, you know, I live in Chicago. That's the venues I know. Uh that we've booked at have all been in Chicago, except for that one time that we did play in Aurora. And it's made me think, what are the greatest suburbs of Chicago? It's interesting that you asked that. 
because there are Chicago land, as I like to refer to it, and I think I, you coined it. I think I'd coined it. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and take credit for that. Has hundreds of suburbs. Yeah. It the city proper itself has about last I checked two point seven or two point eight million people. Mm-hmm. But the Chicago land area has nine to ten million people. So we're talking it's mostly suburbs. Right. And maybe it's because of the geography of the region being flat and, you know, unencumbered, those suburbs can just stretch on forever. Yeah. They don't have to stop. There are suburbs that are so far away, I can't believe anybody would live out there. (laughs) (laughs) But they do. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, like places that were, that used to almost be their own town, like, you know, Naperville, for example, are kind of suburbs now. I mean, they're huge. But yeah, but it's a commuter spot. Like right. people will live near the metro and just commute to work. Exactly. I have a friend who just moved down to Mokina, which is like really far south. And Mokina, how far south is that? It's I don't know miles wise, but I mean like it's south of somewhere between one and two thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's south enough that like I mean it's a good forty five minutes to an hour driving is even it, without traffic. Is it in Kentucky? Yeah. Okay, so it's the northern Kentucky. Is it the capital Kentucky. of Kentucky? Yes. It's Mo Kentucky. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what they got it from. But so we thought it would be fun, and we apologize if you are not super familiar with the Chicagoland area. Maybe this top five won't be for you. Well, But I think it'll still be for you. Just it, have Wikipedia up. Well, here's the thing. If you are planning on visiting Chicago, and you want to know where to go outside of just Chicago... Don't go to the ones on my list. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> But so our top five list for this time is the top five Chicago suburbs. And I'm going to preface this by saying Brian B. Pimp is from a Chicago suburb. I am. And why don't you tell us a little bit about Lansing? I'm from Lansing, Illinois. It's not Lansing, Michigan. No. Um, It is smaller and it's not the capital of the state. Nope. But it is a great place. Um, Grew up, well, technically when I was born we lived in South Holland, which is just north of Lansing. But we, I spent most of my... Like from the age of six to college, basically uh-huh. in Lansing, and even your dad is from the area. Yeah, he's from Lansing. Yeah, from you know he grew up there. He moved to different places. Um, so we're talking generations, generations. Yeah, and so I have a obviously have a. I still my parents still live there. I still go there regularly. All my most of my closest friends are from either Lansing or Linwood. Yeah, right around there, and some of them still live there. So we, you know, I'm there a lot. Um, even though I'm in the Western Burbs now. So, um, we're not, but basically to say, I love Lansing, but we're not including our home right. area. So, this. I mean, it's applied, if you had the choice, Lansing's probably number one. Oh, yeah. But we're saying, because there's going to be some biases in there, that you can't have Lansing. I just put a town five. away on my list, so <laughs> I'm fine. Your whole top five is the, the five surrounding <laughs> yeah. suburbs of Lansing. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So that's our top five, and uh, let's get into it. This is top five Chicago land suburbs. More than four, less than six is the top five. All right, so let's start with. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with my number five, and my number five is Waukegan. Ah. Now, <clears throat> Waukegan, Illinois is an interesting spot. It's in Lake County, which is uh, Lake County, Illinois, I should say. 
it's confusing to some people because there's a Lake County, Indiana, right. which is right, you know, in the northern west most part of Indiana. Yeah, the northwest. So that's essentially hub. a Chicago suburb area. Mm-hmm. But then there's also Lake County, Illinois, which is north of Chicago. And for the most part, Lake County is full of very affluent suburbs. Yes. You have your Wilmette, your Winnetka, your Kenilworth, where you have just million upon million dollar homes. And um, Waukegan is not one of those places. And I had an internship there probably about, I think, 2009... Uh, maybe even eight. No, 2009. So we're, yeah, about seven, eight years removed from... I used to commute there twice a week from Rogers Park when I lived up there. Took the Metro. And Waukegan is... It's an interesting place because you can tell it's... It's a town that has done better uh, than it's currently doing. But it's like... It's trying. And it's interesting. It's right on the lake. And it's got, you know, a little downtown. And... I don't know. I kind of like it. So that is my number five. All right. I'm going to go with my number five, which is Linwood, Illinois. Oh. Now, I'm going to be transparent and say I'm mostly including this as a homage to a couple of my closest friends who are from there. And um, I'm not... Like, I think it's still an interesting suburb because it's right between Dyer, Indiana, and Lansing. And Oh, okay. So... Is it east of Lansing or south? No, it's like northeast. Northeast, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm really bad with directions, so I'm probably wrong. But I know it's it's definitely east. I don't know exactly if it's northeast or southeast. Uh-huh. But whatever. It's, um, it's smaller than Lansing. It's another village. It's got a lot of different things going on. Like, there's a part of the town that's a little bit more like Lansing is, where it's like family homes. It's kind of like, an, you know, maybe an, an excuse older... Um, but then there's also, like, a part that's mostly, like, a big trailer park. It's, like, a gigantic trailer park, oh. um, in, in Linwood that I don't, I haven't been Fancy. over there too much. Yeah, I don't, like, it's just, that's why it's odd, though, because, like, it's, Dyer and is very nice, and it's, like, upscale, kind of. It's got, like, big hospital there, um, lots of businesses and all that kind of stuff. And Linwood is not doing poorly, but it's kind of just on the cusp of, it's kind of just in the middle, you know? Like, yeah. it's not doing great, it's not doing terrible, it's... You know, there's still businesses there. There's still stuff going on. It's not dying, but it's just like a weird mix in between. Mm -hmm. There actually is a Linwood, Washington. There's a Linwood, California, too. There you go. That's where Weird Al's from. No way. Yeah, because that's why that's straight out of the Linwood song came out. Oh. I think it's with two ends, though. This Linwood is one end. Oh, uh, the one in Washington's two ends. Oh, okay. So there's a Linwood, Illinois uh, fun fact. One there end. you go. One end. My number four is Naperville. Okay. And I'm giving it the number four. Not, well, I mean, there's a lot of interesting aspects of Naperville. The reason I know Naperville well is because my dad was raised there. My dad was born in Chicago in what is now Ukrainian Village, though he insists when he was born there it was never called that, <laughs> which I believe. <laughs> uh, but so he, then his family moved out to Naperville. Uh, when he was like seven or eight, so that would have been, <clears throat> I think, uh, early to mid fifties, and um, yeah, he was raised there back when it was it was a cow town, uh, like five thousand people there, one high school, and his 
you know, dad still lived there. Uh, I visited him out there. He had a, a couple of brothers that were out there and I had a cousin that stayed out there. So it was still like a prominent, like part of the family. Yeah. But the way Naperville has become over the years. Sprawling. S- sprawling. Like they have like a lot of tech now. Oh yeah. And it's, it's pretty like not all of Naperville, but for the most part, a lot of it's pretty like affluent. Uh huh. And yeah, it's interesting. It's a hub for the interstates too. Yes. Uh, yeah, Naperville is, and to think that it has become, I, I want to say, and it'll probably change by the next census, but it's either the third or fourth biggest city in Illinois now. Yeah. That sounds about right. I think it's competing with Aurora and Rockford, Rockford, which is Rockford is the city that used to be like definitively number two. Yeah. It's been shrinking. It's going Mm -hmm. the other way. So it's, uh, it's quite a place. I mean, I think a lot of people might not even be happy that it is that I'm considering a suburb, but I mean, come on. Well, it's a suburb. I mean, there's no, it's definitely like, you know, as far as strictly distance wise, it's pretty far out. Right. But it's clearly, I mean, I know people that live there to commute to the city. I mean, it's, that's what it is. That's a definition of a suburb, right? So. Right. The interesting thing is like one of my uncles was saying when they built 88, which was now called the Reagan <laughs> barf. Anyway. <laughs> the Reagan barf tollway. <laughs> the Reagan barf tollway. I won't call that. Anyway, the 88. Yeah. Not naming after president. But, um, you know, he said like. You know, back when they built the 88, there weren't that many people out there. How did they know? And as a transportation planner, my <laughs> thought was, well, no, people came out because the 88 right. made it accessible. Yeah, exactly. You didn't have to take Ogden all the way into the city. Although that is fun to do. I've, I've yeah. done that. Yeah. No, that's fun. I've done that when, like, 290 is down. And, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that kind of accessibility will make people want to move out there. Yeah. I'm going to go into my number four, which I am going to select Tinley Park, Illinois. Tinley Park. Interesting. What's there? Tinley Park is a, it is, it is definitely interesting because they have, they have a metro station. So there's like a downtown area around the metro station that's got bars, restaurants, blah, blah, blah. I will not even consider a suburb if it doesn't have a metro station. (laughs) Then Lansing's out. (laughs) (laughs) Um... You gotta go to Indiana. But, so, or, well, Homewood. But, so, like, Tinley Park is, I like Tinley Park because I work there sometimes with my Legends photography job, the mm-hmm. side job. Um, that's where it's based. So, we're working there a lot. I've been to different schools there. We So, I you know, I'm going out to eat for lunch after shoots. Like, I've experienced a lot of the different kinds of places that you can go for entertainment there. And it's not, I mean, it doesn't compare to the city. It does, like, none of our none of the suburbs really do just because it's not the same. Right. But I feel like it's, I like the fact that you can go to the like Oak Park Avenue by the train and you could pretty much just walk up and down and like find bars to go to, find stuff to do. I like that part of the, of the suburbs. Like I think yeah. that's key. Um, and I think it, there's interesting things there. There's like a place called Tribes Ale House in Tinley Park that's really good. Oh, nice! It has a lot of different beers. Um, so there's there's some cool things there. Tinley Park. My number three is Evanston, and so with Evanston, I well, it's the first suburb north of Chicago. I think probably some Evanstonians don't really think of themselves as a suburb, right? But it's where 
Northwestern University is. It's got, you know, a pretty established, like, downtown. Um, back when I lived in Rogers Park for a year, I mean, it was so close. It was right there. We went there for, like, a movie theater, and it's got some good restaurants. And Northwestern University itself is really nice and has, like, a huge library that I would use for uh, some research things because I, I went to University of Illinois, Chicago, which did not have as many resources definitely as the Northwestern Library. Yeah. But um, yeah, Evanston's just really nice and right on the lake. And, you know, I've known some people that have like moved to Evanston. Not all of it is as hoity-toity as I think it gets the reputation. Yeah, that having. is what the reputation is, though. It is, but like if you go to South South Evanston, it's actually like pretty working class. Okay. Uh, once you start getting into like the Davis area and up north, and you're getting north towards like the nicer suburbs then yeah it is like really fancy and expensive but right yeah i like evanston that's why it's my number three my number three is a re- uh, one i'm adding because of some recent experiences which is addison oh and the reason i'm including that is um lisa's dad scott who i hang out with sometimes uh-huh. he goes out to different bars um with her with his friend pat who's a very entertaining gentleman um, and they usually go to, they either would go, like before, Scott moved up there, so like they used to go to um, this bar really close to where we're recording, um, the one we went to once with Maggie, across from the train. Oh, yeah. Uptown. And so that used to be kind of like the spot that they would go to on like Thursday nights, but then, so they've been, he moved up to Addison, so they've been changing different areas and like finding different bars, and there's one up there called Pyramid Sports Bar that oh. we just went to. And it is right next to, like, a Mexican grocery store that's okay. huge. And the bar itself looks like it's tiny. Like, if you walk up to it, it's got a f- storefront and a strip mall. It looks like it's going to be a, just a little small bar. Right. You walk in, it is huge. They've got 24 pool tables in there. What? They've got, like, yeah. They've got, like, two bars that are full-length bars next to each other. It's Holy cow. huge ceilings. It's gigantic. It looks like... Uh, 24 pool tables. 24 pool tables. They have tournaments there all the time, and they have TVs everywhere. It is enormous. Wow. And then, because it, like, basically everything in the storefront part is just where you walk in, and then they've got all the space behind it. So then they have, like, a patio in the back. I was in, I was like, you don't, if you drive up to it, you would not imagine that it would be like that. Yeah. Addison is interesting. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's, really good Mexican food, too. Yeah. It has, well, it has a huge Mexican yeah. population. Big time. Maggie's sister works at an elementary school in Addison. Oh, okay. Despite living in Chicago, she actually reverse commutes out to Addison <laughs> every day. But it the school that she works at, I think, is like 100% Mexican. Well, yeah, it's a large part of the population. And uh, But an interesting fun fact about Madison, or Addison sorry, is that a uh, they were sued at one point, and this may be like 10 or 20 years ago now, for discriminatory housing practices. The town was sued. Really? Yeah, I think... It was some, like, racial thing. Oh, okay. I don't know who exactly, but they didn't want, like, certain people in this one area. Oh, jeez. Well, I'm taking it off the list. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why you like Addison? Yeah, exactly. You found me out. But, uh, yeah, no, Addison's... It's it's an interesting place. And, yeah, it's kind of cool that it has, like, like a huge immigrant population. Yeah. And I want to go back and explore some more because Scott was telling me there's, like five or six different Mexican restaurants, like little small ones up and down um, Lake Street uh-huh. that have, like, amazing food. God, when you find just that right Mexican place. Yeah, it's key. It's huge. I you will have say, to have it. So, 
So I live in Logan Square, which has a pretty large Mexican population, admittedly like shrinking, but uh, as it becomes like more gentrified. But for some reason, Logan Square actually doesn't have that many good Mexican restaurants. Not like Pilsen did, not like some oh, yeah, other Pilsen's neighborhoods in Chicago. But I, I've realized like, that is kind of true. It's for some reason there are some like dud Mexican restaurants in Logan Square. It's such a bummer too when you have bad Mexican food. Yeah, I don't get it. But yeah, Addison, I can support that. All right. Uh, So that was your number three. three. My number two is the southern neighbor of Addison, Lombard. Aha! Illinois. And... Does this have anything to do with... No way. close relations? Stands on its own merits. (laughs) Okay. So my wife, who's, who's actually from Springfield, Illinois. Well, yeah. But... Grew up, essentially, after about eight years old in Lombard, which is uh, a western suburb like Addison. It's right on the 355. Yep. Uh, her house is you know, an eighth of a mile away from the 355. You can kind of hear it um, in her backyard. And it's... Uh, there are a lot of things I do like about Lombard. It has a metro station. Mm-hmm. The one thing I wish is the downtown area near the metro station. They're trying. I mean, there are like some, a couple new restaurants. And one we went to recently, a bistro that was like right by the station was really pretty good. I wish I could remember the name of it. But there's kind of like competing growth in Lombard. There's like the classic downtown with the metro station. And then there's the mall, which is Yorktown. Yorktown, yeah. Yorktown's gotten fancier, definitely. It's got, like, good, like, um, the name of that's oh, Capital Grill. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, a really, like, upscale, like, steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And it's good. I like it. But They it's, got Beer House, too. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. And it's got some, like, it, it's gotten, really, like, pretty upscale, and it's huge. But I do wish, like, the actual downtown area of, Lance, or of uh, Lombard was doing a little bit better. But I th- it's, there's some promise there. Yeah, I think that's an interesting type of like it's an interesting part of the suburbs because most of them will have that kind of downtown that you can identify uh-huh. and i think it kind of like makes or breaks the town sometimes it does because if you have that option to go do things there it makes it so much better to but the nice thing there. like lombard had a recent uh in this last election they had voted to totally rebuild their library uh-huh. and i guess i think it barely passed but um I think that's that's a good thing that they voted for. I mean, yeah. it's a tax, whatever it is. I don't know the amount. But they're going to totally rebuild their library. That's right in the downtown area, too. Because their old library is, like, pretty dated. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I see good things for Lombard. Okay. My number two is Elk Grove Village. Oh. Um, I like it because I work there. Um, and I've, therefore, had a reason to be there more often. <laughs> and I find it to be kind of a it's another town that like i want to go to more of the stores bars restaurants i've been to some of them okay but i just like the way it's laid out because you basically have there's not like a true downtown that i've experienced as much as other uh suburbs have but it's got most of it is made up of like busier streets other than like obviously if you go into the neighborhoods by the schools right and it's all like it's is it straight northwest pretty much or yeah Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's right next to Schaumburg, right by the right ninety. Um, so 
it's big enough where, like, ADP's office there where I work is gigantic. Mm-hmm. And then there's other big businesses there. But there's also just, like, you can go up and down, like, Arlington Heights Road or whatever and find, you know, they have, like, a Sweet Baby Ray's restaurant. They've got, like, Ooh. they've got interesting things there. And they've got a good, really good liquor store that has all kinds of beer. That's um, key. And stuff. And I just, I've, since I've never had been there before I started working there. Uh-huh. And now that I work there, I've been there obviously a lot more often. I think it's an, I think it's a cool place. Well, I uh, like a lot of those. I, I could put any of them in my top five quite, but I do like some of those northwest suburbs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elkville Village is interesting. I kind of like Mount Prospect has a cute little downtown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of them are like pretty nice. And uh, my sister-in-law and her husband live in Schaumburg, and there are like parts of Schaumburg that are cool. Yeah. Like the IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. The mall. Uh, yeah. But, uh, okay, my number one is Oak Park. Ah. Uh, I have a cousin that lives there, and it's... I think for me what it came down to was, I'll admit I'm not... I, I was raised in a city, Seattle, and even though it was, you know, it was a neighborhood. I wouldn't say it was like... It's not like I'm from, like, the inner city or anything like that. Right. But what I do like about Oak Park is it... It does feel like it's not that different from, like, some nicer neighborhoods of Chicago. It's still, like, perfectly on the grid. It has a lot of nice restaurants. It's close. It is one of those places where I usually don't consider if we're... If we move or if we, like, buy a house or a condo. I think I want to stay in Chicago in the, within the city. But the reason I put Oak Park as number one is because if... We did decide to move outside of the city, uh, but stay in the area. That would be the one suburb that I'd be like, okay, I could see myself there. Yeah. I could do Oak Park. And I think a lot of it is just, yeah, it's accessible. It, like both by Metra and CTA, there's a lot of options. I think I can probably get downtown from Oak Park almost as fast as I can get downtown from Logan Square. Yeah, right. And that's, that's uh, true. And yeah, a ton of good restaurants, good bars, and I mean it's just nice. So that is my number one. My number one is Calumet City. Interesting. And this is the one I told you. This is why I'm saying don't use my list as a tourist guide. <laughs> um, not to you know, I mean Calumet City is the reason I'm putting it number one. Is because growing up next to it in Lansing, mm-hmm. I was there. My aunt lived there growing up, so I would always go visit her. Um, it's got a lot of history. Like, back in... My parents used to live there, like, in the early 80s. And they had a, rest, a pizzeria there they owned. Okay. Um, the Castro's Pizzeria. And there was... Um, there's a lot of interesting history before that. Like, the Rat Pack and, like, the, the Strip on State Street in Calumet City used to be, like, basically mini Vegas. Yeah. So all these, like, huge celebrities would be there. Um, it was, like, run by the mob. And it's just got this huge, interesting history, and it's turned into kind of a downtrodden area. I yeah. mean, it depends on what part you're in. It's still, it's not, like, terrible. I mean, there's still, the River Oaks Mall is still up and running. It's not right. at full capacity. But, you know, if you listen to, like, Kanye West songs, he talks about River Oaks, because he was, he grew part, he would be there a lot when he was growing up. So there's, like, right. the, the you know, the Blues Brothers were from there in the movie. Even oh, though, like, yeah. I don't think they really filmed it there, um, any part of it there, but that's where they were from. 
Mm-hmm. So it's got like it's it's such an interesting mix of the history of the town. Yeah, it's. I think a lot of those. I mean, especially the southern suburbs, but they have like a really interesting like industrial history. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if they're like right near the lake or right, you know, by the the Calsag Channel. Yeah. And. Yeah, I th- I think almost all of them have seen better days. Yep. Like, uh, Blue Island is another right. one. Right, Harvey. But they still have, like, a really interesting history and people there that, like, care about it and are yeah. like, trying to make it work whatever Definitely. way they can. And I do like... No, I like a lot of, of those. Do you have any... Uh, I mean, speaking of Blue Island, I think for me, that's certainly, like, an honorable mention. Oh, yeah, mine... One that I probably should have put on the list, I went to high school there, is Chicago Heights. Chicago Heights. Because it's also got a very interesting history. Yeah. It's similar to Cal City, but it's like, it's probably, I mean, it's definitely in better shape than Cal City is now. Because yeah. there's still parts of Chicago Heights that are like, you use the term earlier, hoity-toity, like, you know, there's nice houses there and like, uh-huh. whatever. Whereas Cal City, I mean, it's kind of rough, like, there's not as much of that left. I mean, it's more like the best, it's more like middle class is like the top tier, and then you've got some areas that are kind of like rough. Um, whereas Chicago Heights, it still has that smaller sections of the neighborhoods are like still kind of blossoming i guess yeah but um yeah that would be definitely one of mine i I would say orland park too but i consider that so similar to tinley park that i didn't my issue with orland park and i actually have spent some time there is i used to I, i was an intern for a transportation company and we would do stuff like traffic studies and parking studies for small companies that would want to open you know, a restaurant or whatever, and they legally have to know what kind of traffic they're going to generate so they can know how many driveways they need Mm -hmm. or if it's going to be a problem if they have to put, if it's going to generate so much traffic that they need to put a stoplight somewhere or what. And I think the company, I don't remember exactly what company we were doing the study for, but it was a place like a steak and shake. And, um, so for comparison's sake, I went to a steak and shake in Orland Park I went in, I was going to be there all day, and I was just doing a parking study to see every 15 minutes or so, I would go around the lot and count all the park cars there and just determine how many people were being drawn to that Steak and Shake. So I went in in the morning, I told the people at Steak and Shake that, hey, I'm going to be hanging out in your parking lot all damn day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just so you know, I'm not some weirdo, <laughs> but I have this like counting machine that looks like a humongous Game Boy. Yeah. And uh, so I went down to the Orland Park Steak and Shake. I was there all morning, no problem, just sitting in the parking lot counting cars. And somewhere around maybe like two in the afternoon, a cop car oh, came great. right up to me. And you know what? Maybe it was my own fault. That I didn't know when their shift change was, and maybe I should have group. told the new group, yeah. I'm just going to be here and stay here. But somebody actually called the cops on me in Orland Park, and they asked me what I was doing, and it was all fine. I had, like, a business card or whatever. But How much of a, like, that's what I'm curious about. How much of a hard time did they give you? As soon as you told them what you were doing, we were like, oh, okay. Um, it wasn't that easy, I think because I maybe acted a little oddly being, like, su- kind of surprised. Yeah. Oh, shit. They thought Ops. They may have thought you were actually hiding something or something yeah. like that. So it might have taken me a minute to, like, fully explain what I was doing and get beyond being, like, flustered. Right. 
But that is, I hold a little grudge against the people of Orland Park for just being so goddamn suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar, really quick, I had a similar, I should have knocked Elk Grove Village down for this, but um, there's a, I smoke, unfortunately, cigarettes. So during um, my lunch break, EDP has this policy where you're not allowed to smoke on their premises at all. At all. So like you can't go in your car and have a cigarette, you can't do anything. Wow. And a lot of times during lunch... Because um, I won't go out during the day and have a smoke break. Like, I won't go walk out to the smoking area across the street and, like, have a cigarette. Uh-huh. So the only time I would during the day is on my lunch break. Right. And if I don't feel like, if I'm not hungry or, like, I don't have an errand to run or something, I'll just go find somewhere and listen to the radio in my car and have a few cigarettes. Yeah. So the place that was the most, uh, like, amenable to that was this hotel that's, like, not very far from our parking lot. It's right across, like, you literally leave our parking lot, make a right turn, and you're back in this hotel parking lot. Uh-huh. And it's never even close to full. It's right by the trees. Like, the trees separate the uh, parking lot from, like, 90. Uh-huh. So it's it was just, like, an easy spot to, like, hey, I'm going to sit here and have a few cigarettes. Yeah, it's probably not great to, like, litter on their property, but it's, like, two max. Like, it's not <laughs> like I'm sitting there chain smoking. So I'm like, oh, this is harmless, whatever. So I'm sitting there listening to the radio. I see this guy in a suit walking up to my car in a suit in a suit like who do they like they are? like speeding his way over to my car <laughs> like mr monopoly <laughs> yeah he had a he had a monocle um and then i was like i was like oh this guy's coming to talk to me so i like had to get myself in that like what is he going to talk about and he's just like hey are you a guest of the hotel and i had my adp badge i'm like no i work next door i'm like i just was on my lunch break just listening to the radio uh-huh. and he's like well um he's like you're fine but you know, this is a private parking lot, and, you know, the cops do come around, and if you're not a guest of the hotel, you're technically trespassing, so oh, you should really geez. not be here. So I was like, you know, part of me wanted to be like, come on, like, I'm not doing anything. No, and, if I have to hear the term technically trespassing <laughs> yeah. again in my life. So I was like, I was like, my in my head, I'm like, do I even say anything? I just said, okay, fine. And I, so I went to the... There's another parking lot behind, like, the gas station not that far away where nobody cares. Yeah. Like, I'll just go there. But in my head, I'm like, what is happening in this parking lot that the guy has to go monitor? And I'm like, are there people parking here doing, like, weird shit all day? Or Probably. What is going on? But the weird thing I love when people are like, well, I don't care, but the cops are going to Exactly. Come like, yeah. bullshit. You're the only one who cares. You care. Yeah. You're not looking out for my well-being. No, not at all. You saw my old... Grand Prix, and you said this guy's up like, to trouble. No, no, I don't like this. I'm, I'm putting a stop to this right now. <laughs> I'm gonna put on my suit jacket and go talk to this young whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah, straighten him out. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Another honorable mention for me is Hinsdale, just because. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I have family from there as well, and I just have a lot of like memories of. Uh, my aunt and uncle's house who lived like pretty close to like within a couple blocks of the tracks and I always thought it was so cool at least where I lived in Seattle I was nowhere near train tracks mm-hmm. and I just thought it was so the idea of living really close to train tracks was cool when you're a kid I, mean, yeah. I don't I can't speak for all kids but I grew up near trains are awesome trains, yeah yeah we live near one where it's right behind us now yeah it's yeah you're really close yeah you might hear it. <laughs> you might. I like Hinsdale, though. I don't have another honorable mention, but I do like Hinsdale. I like the way it's laid out, and if you drive through it, 
which I do sometimes because I get lost getting back to Ogden from weird places. Yeah. And I just end up driving through yeah, the neighborhoods. Yeah, you're close to it now. Um, it's, uh... The houses. The houses are cool. And, and I like how the, um, it's hilly a little bit. Yeah. And there's different types of houses in little different quadrants of the neighborhoods, so it's not all just, like, giant mansions. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Little spot. But yeah, so if you are in the Chicago suburbs at any point in the near future, I think we've given you some pretty good suggestions. Just go straight to Kill City. You don't need so to go straight to Kill City. Where are the rest? <laughs> if you like a town that has seen better days and those better days were when it was mafia run. <laughs> yep, those were <laughs> the heyday. That was the heyday. Kill City. <laughs> they still have the smiley face water tower. If you want to see that. Okay. <laughs> well, I think uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Whiskey Sessions. Um, if you haven't checked out our EP yet, you should. You can check it out at whiskeysessions.bandcamp.com. And thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you have other top five ideas, we would love to hear them. Hit us up on our Twitter account at, at Whiskey Sessions or at our email, which is whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. And of course, leave us a good review here on iTunes. And spread the word to your friends who like... All your friends. Our brand of meandering nonsense. Yes. If they like meandering nonsense, we're one of the top 150 podcasts for that. <laughs> we're at the top. <laughs> Don't even sell us short. Yeah. All right. Uh, this has been Whiskey Sessions. I'm Amets. And Beacon. Peace out. And what up to your mothers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.